following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC, and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And we're talking about the Alzheimer's journey with families. And we are here with our wonderful, amazing Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements. Daphne, we are on our, believe it or not, we've already been talking for half an hour and <laughs> we're learning a lot here. So it's great. Well, there's so much to be talked about. And um, I'd really like to focus a little bit on spousal relationships oh, when there's yeah. husband and wife in the home. Mm-hmm. And how does that look like um, or what does that look like in terms of supporting the spouse mm-hmm. who doesn't have a disease process and supporting the, the other person? Sure. Um, many times, and this is kind of going to be down and gloomy, but many times the caregiver is the one who burns out first. And I see that all the time in the families that I work with. And the heart and the compassion and the commitment that the spouse has to their other, to their spouse Mm -hmm. is so true and sincere, real, um, heartfelt, crushing um, for them to be able to make a decision. Sure. But these are the times that you really need to have someone help you walk through this journey because your emotions will always rise above your logic. Well, and I always. think, too, you're talking about spouses. <clears throat> you're talking about financial. Um, the diagnosis of Alzheimer's and dementia can be financially catastrophic. It can, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of legal things that need to happen. To you know, there's special needs trusts that can be put together. There's things that attorneys can help, mm-hmm. so that you know that the spouse is taken care of, right. and you, you know as the disease progresses. So there's different types of legal framework that can be put into place. And of course, neither one of us are attorneys, but we know mm-hmm. of ways so that you don't lose your house. Right. You don't lose yeah, your. It, that's you know, not going to happen. Yeah. You know. Um, that's not going to happen. Even right. in the state of Washington and someone's on Medicaid, you're not going to lose your house. The spouse no. has the right to a house and transportation and maintaining your quality of life. Right. Um, but it's a matter of having enough information and not just from the, you know, your friend down the street. Really sure. get some professional information from people who know how to make this work. Now, I'm going to do a cautionary sentence here. Make sure that it's someone who understands the reality mm-hmm. of what care costs. Very so, true. Um, yes, we want m- one of my highest values is that we want to be as fiscally responsible with a family's estate as possible and maximize the buying power of their estate because this can be very expensive. It can be. Very much it's, so. But there are ways of everyone being helped. But I really want to focus on on that, that spouse, the, the husband and wife who have been very responsible with their finances. Um, they have a little bit of a nest egg. And not to immediately go to that place of securing it or hiding it. No. This past week, just this past, and this happens all the time to mm-hmm. me. I had to help somebody who had chosen to talk to an elder law attorney and a financial planner, which is wise. Yep. But they got too aggressive, in my opinion, in terms of being able to have liquid funds to pay for care for at least two to three years privately. Who Now, when you say they, was it the attorney got, or the with, financial planner? Or yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. And so the family agreed, you know, got to do this. It's made it. prudent sense and it's legal and it's, you know, what I should do. 
But please remember that you should keep at least two to three years of private pay funding available for long-term care outside Mm -hmm. your home. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a broken system that we have. I'm sorry, it is, and it's not perfect, but we're making what we have work. And so we've, we've figured out some ways that you don't have to spend every last penny. Mm-hmm. That's where the attorney and the financial planner comes in. But just make sure you have the ability to maintain the quality of life and the quality of care mm-hmm. that you are deemed due. Right. I mean, this this is not something that you should have to compromise on. Um, your quality of life should stay as high as possible. And so keeping some funding available for private pay will afford you options across the board. So that's my little cautionary sentence that just says, make sure they understand how much care costs and how it works in getting to Medicaid. Typically, I'll tell you, everyone, um, if you're looking, because we're talking about dementia, very few places that will convert to Medicaid or accept Medicaid from day one Mm -hmm. in memory care. Um, There are some, but not a lot. Most memory care communities stay at a private pay level. Mm-hmm. Adult family homes also do memory care, and they have a little bit of flexibility. And from adult family home to adult family home, they change what their business model is. And some will take Medicaid from day one, and some will never take Medicaid. Most, though, will accept Medicaid between two to three years of private pay. Interesting. So, yeah. So so you have a lot of flexibility in adult family homes mm-hmm. in terms of financial and also in care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a matter of talking to a professional like myself mm-hmm. that knows what is available. You as a consumer, I promise you, I boldly say this, will never be able to find the needle in the haystack <laughs> that's true. just right for your loved one right. without professional guidance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I want to remind everybody, too, that professional guidance doesn't cost you, the consumer, anything. No. We're, we're paid by the marketing department of different communities. We work with our communities in, in the care. So we you're are like, an, like a realtor. Yeah, you're we're, like a realtor. Yep, Very we're true. like a realtor, a specialized realtor. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit about the finances there. But when you get to that place of the spouse starting to be weary, this is something I hear all the time. Well, my mom said, you know, yesterday was a pretty good day. And, you know, today she called me and she's in tears. Mm-hmm. And my, Very it, it happens all the time <clears throat> because the disease is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you, the family that's supporting um, your loved ones, listen to the, the pits and start writing down how many times you're getting those phone calls. Um, and then assume that she's only calling you for half the time mm-hmm. and that she's got a roller coaster during the day. You know, I'm. I'm as she's a caregiver for her her spouse, for her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that you as a family member really need to pay attention to because that's where the burnout comes from. And that's where we wait too long for the person with the disease to assimilate to a new community. Mm-hmm. There is such a gift in giving someone professional care mm-hmm. that they need so that they feel accepted, um, not fearful, not afraid of making a social faux pas, so that, that's the gift of professional care and then the gift of being able to be a spouse and just love them, not worry about all the mechanics of the day. He doesn't want to get dressed today. Do I let him stay in his pajamas all day? No, because we have to change the 
depends. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to shave for three days now. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, he's been clean shaved all his life. Mm-hmm. Those are stressors, you know, and those are not things that a wife really in our medical technology was prepared to be able to sure. do. And so giving the gift of being able to just be a spouse, a wife, a husband is just as much a gift as giving that person professional mm-hmm. care. And that's the respect factor that we talked about, not only as a son, as son or daughter, but as a spouse, there's a whole other dynamic there. It is. It's <clears> so and hard. And it's certainly um, a feeling of the loved one that is, you know, that has had the diagnosis, a feeling of they're fearful of their spouse, that they're not taken care of properly because mm-hmm. there's that level. So, Daphne, you, uh, you know, we have about five minutes left in this segment. And I really, first of all, want to talk about <clears throat> how do you work with families to, you know, in the early stages, but into the middle part, you know, when we're starting to look at care options, you know, you sit down, we've talked a little bit about that, but there are like a lot of options that you, that you look at. What are some of them besides the financial legal? In, in terms of me supporting them? Mm-hmm. So I can help them in finding perhaps some day respite programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a relief. Mm-hmm. Um, some in-home care, and this is going to kind of sound funny, but a place where in-home care is sometimes the most effective is having someone come at night. Yes, absolutely. So Especially for you, Alzheimer's dementia. So you can sleep. Yes. And it's very common for wandering and yes. things like that at night. Yes. Absolutely. So, and people don't think about that. So it's kind of thinking outside the box. Yes. There might be organizations that you aren't aware of in your community mm-hmm. of supporting you, the caregiver. Um, there are wonderful um, programs that some mm-hmm. restaurants that mm-hmm. um, focus for people that have dementia mm-hmm. and are aware of how to language with them mm-hmm. when they're looking at the menu and mm-hmm. they're doggone it. I, I'm reading this menu and I know what I want, but really they need help making a right. decision, but right. they know how to uphold someone's dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I can turn you to depending upon mm-hmm. where you live. There's different, you know, programs in all areas. And you can coach families on how to have the hard conversations. Yes. I think that um, is so, I think one of the biggest, they're, they don't want to make mom or dad mad at them. And right? so they do nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> because they get this pushback. And yet, you know, like you said, you've made some great suggestions here. And I think one of the things that by calling you to say, you know, I know we have to start having these conversations, but I don't even know where to begin. And that would mean a spouse too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't want to disrespect your husband or your wife. No. And so therein lies the, you know, the wonderful ways in which you can help be a coach, a counselor, an education post, a facilitator, all of those things. I um, allow Mm. for sons and daughters um, who might not be on the same page to air that they're not on the same page. And we can walk through that together. I'm the neutral party that that says, Mm -hmm. the social worker hat, that just says everyone's perspective comes from their childhood place Mm -hmm. and their own person. I mean, some, some people will say, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why you're making this all up. Yeah. And, and the other, you know, the other sister says, where have you been? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you come and spend 24 hours here with mom and dad and then you'll see. Mm -hmm. Or the phenomena that anybody can pull it together for, you know, an hour, hour and a half and hide that they have dementia. absolutely. That happens all the time. All the time. 
So it's that never ending desire to fit in. Mm -hmm. Well, good. And you know, we're going to close out their hour in the last segment next. And so everyone, Daphne will be right back. The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.